When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The chosen a few that carry the gift of genius Who do what they do Who possess finesse the blessed with desire It's true I'ma say it loud None other than who Some swear by Nikes Others love Adidas Rappers be rocking crowds I'd rather rock arenas You may have a nice shop You super set with the pill Who made the zero famous It's Gil Homie fire he wet Cold as the Pacific Some dudes try to guard him No need to be specific He dazzled up the crowd As a wizard for years Was 100% real It's Gil Welcome back to Gills Arena, presented by Underdog Fantasy. Whoa! I missed y'all. I hate these uh, Friday to Monday layoffs, bro. We need to. We five days a week. Oh, I mean, Fridays week's cool with me. We need that bag, Underdog. (laughs) Why you do Chauncey Billups like that? What I do in in the highlight? I did everybody like that. And smush. Mm -hmm. Nobody's there. But back with the living legend, Gilbert Arenas. We got Brandon Jennings along with his dog, Freedom. And we got a special guest for y'all coming up later in the show, hopefully, if LA LA traffic permits. We don't got a guest? Nope. He vetoed us? He vetoed us. Damn. Bubba Dub vetoed us. Nah, uh, something happened with the car, so he couldn't get here. Okay. So maybe tomorrow, Thursday. Hey, but we'll see. Maybe somebody else shows up. (laughs) You never know. Gil's Arena. We got a lot to get into today, and you already know we're going to talk them Lakers. Damn, I done fucked that. It's all. It's it's smoky. It's smoky in here. <laughs> but not bad, though. Yeah, I know. Not no, bad. No, no, but remember, if you want to get down with Underdog Fantasy, go ahead, download the app. Use promo code Gills Arena. They will match your first deposit up to $100. You put $100 in, you get an extra $100. You start with $200. I got a five-piece this weekend. I didn't want to stun and gloat on y'all, but definitely came through. God is good. No, for, I won $62. Oh, see? I won $62. I was four for five. I don't win nothing. Are you, got, you, <laughs> nothing. you do the insurance? Every no, time. yeah, I did the insurance. Kill. Yeah, or I lost my money. I won $62. Okay. He don't win he don't win because he puts all bucks. No, that's not true. I mean half, but I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the five picks, bucks is three of them. So I'm expecting big things. 
Well, yeah, we're, we're going to definitely get into to the Bucks and talk about all that. Oh. But remember, for all y'all in the chat, we appreciate y'all. We love the comments. We love how y'all engage with us. If you want to be featured in our Mostly Fan segment, go ahead and drop a good question in there. And I ain't no snitch, but if you subscribe to Gills Arena's YouTube page right now, it'll bump your questions up higher in the chat. We'll actually be able to see them. So help us help you. And do what you do. All right, before we get into NBA playoff basketball, we got to talk about some other news that happened this weekend. Angel Reese, uh, you know, she's been reaping the benefits of becoming a basketball sensation. And what comes with that is, you, as y'all know, everybody's trying to get at her. The DM slides are off the chart. So during a recent interview with The Breakfast Club, she said that Drake and Future slid in her DMs after LSU won the national championship, but also clarified that they weren't, you know, trying to get free. I was about to say, yeah. Nah. Just showing her some love, congratulations. <laughs> but even that, like, you know, you know. I mean, congratulations, that's cool. I thought they were trying to holler. I was like, is she like 19? No hollering. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I mean, just saying congratulations is cool. So when you were hoping social media really wasn't like it is now, the DMs weren't really jumping like they were back. I think we had MySpace, we had Facebook. I mean, you know, it, it was super janky. Man, it's but, the messenger. Yeah, the IM, but you can tell who, who was who on that. Mm-hmm. You can create a persona. Uh. <laughs> Catfishing at an all-time high. But who was the most famous person to reach out to you? In the DM? DM, life, pre, like just holler, text. <laughs> I ain't, uh, you know, people married now, you know, them celebrities. It don't have to be. It don't have them to some be. celebrities is married now. But no, I did get a lot of, uh, like, porn stars. Oh. I did get a lot of porn. I can, you know, I can, throw, them, I can throw them under the bus. Actresses. Know. So who's the most famous uh, professional adult actress that reached out to you? Yeah. <laughs> ain't worth shit now. But, you know, it was just, you know, there was a negotiation. You know, we was in there negotiating prices. <laughs> Trying to get a deal. You know, pretty, yeah, you know. Brent, who's the most famous person that you feel comfortable sharing with the Gills Arena audience that reached out? It could be man, woman. I'm just saying, like, celebrity. It don't need to be. Um, that reached out to me. Uh, I remember meeting Obama when he first got in the office. Okay. That was pretty big. Where'd you meet him at? Uh, in the White House. And we didn't even have to win the championship. Dang. How you get to the White House? Uh, our owner at the time was Senator Herb Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was a senator. So uh, we was able to get up in there. And I remember it was right after I scored 55. And I remember him coming up to me. He was like, oh, what's up, lefty? Like, I see you, because he's a lefty, he's too. A lefty. So it was just a cool moment, like, you know, during that time. Is he a real one? Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a Did he smell like Marlboro lights? No, no. Okay. He can hoop, too. Yeah, he hooped. That's the yeah. rumor. I heard, I've heard conflicting stories. No, he can, and he's a lefty. He's a lefty. He can, I heard he can shoot. They were just letting him get buckets, because he was the leader of the free world. No, that's facts, too. <laughs> You're not going to foul the precedent. All right, so follow-up. Which celebrity... You pulled up to a game of yours that actually had you starstruck. A game, to, I mean, Denzel, but he wasn't at my game. Okay. It was a, it was a Lakers versus Rockets. I was coming to watch, um, and uh, walking past Denzel, I was, hey, Gilbert Arenas. Oh, I'm a big fan. Okay. And I was like, uh, 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 that was that's Denzel. <laughs> like it was just, it's just. Star, it's Denzel, man. It was, I was starstruck on Denzel. Brent, how about yourself? Uh, I would have to say when I was probably 12 or 13, Master P. Okay. That's when, uh! he, that's when he had a team with uh, his son, Romeo, and I remember just seeing them AAU. That's when Romeo first came out. He had his new single. So yeah. it was just like to see a, like a celebrity and his dad together was big. And then also Michael Jordan Okay. in Vegas when we played his son when he was like 15. 
So when you saw Jordan, how did that impact your game? Did you ball out? Were you nervous? Uh, I was just like, because like he just walked in like during the game, so he was like sitting in the corner, but you could see him like, I mean, it's Michael Jordan. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. ball-headed. And, um, but no, it, it definitely did like pump up my game. I remember I played good. We lost, but uh, yeah, I was killing Are Y'all lost to his kids? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were like older than They were like 16 with 15. Okay, were they so talking we shit had, to you? Nah. Uh, okay, nah. respectful? Yeah, it was okay. cool. It was cool. It was cool. And did you and MJ nod, like share a dab, anything? <laughs> sure. I just remember hitting the shot and kind of looking, and you know, MJ was like this. But I was young. I was just <laughs> like, like, you know, getting, getting love from MJ was crazy. Oh, that's legendary. I met, I met uh, people when I was younger, like Mike Tyson. Okay. My dad bodyguarded and trained with them. So like Mike Tyson, Chuck Norris. What was Mike Tyson like? You met Mike Tyson and Chuck Norris? Yeah, Chuck Norris and John Long Van Damme. Okay, yeah. damn. Yeah, but I don't know that. I'm a kid. I don't give a shit about none of that. <laughs> you know, it didn't mean it. It didn't mean anything at that point when you're little. You know, yeah. those are not your 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 idols. So you know, you just meet them. Hey, that's Mike Tyson. Oh, okay. yeah. I remember going to like 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 I remember going to like a, a Michael Cooper basketball camp. Oh. At like at like Raleigh Parking Garden. It was the worst. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I didn't know shit about Michael Cooper. Didn't give a fuck about Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the high socks. With the high socks. But I just remember that like Michael Cooper. Hey, Coop is a legend, Coop. But you know, right. when you're, when you're yeah, a kid, like some of those celebrities, you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's real shit. All right, now let's get to the media show. We've got enough people in the chat. And remember, we talked about this last week on 420. If we get over 10,000 people in the chat at one time, or people on the show, we're making Gil hit the blunt. Just wait, remember wait, wait, that. Wait. That, is not, that wasn't an ongoing thing. That was just like that one time. <laughs> we talked to management. You know, they said we could, we could extend the offer oh. until we hit it. I got it. <laughs> I, I got it. Wait, I got it. <laughs> but let's talk about, you know, the most important playoff series for us, maybe not the rest of the world, but these Lakers. Now, Gil, last week you said it was Lakers and four because we weren't counting game two. Yep. Lakers came back to L.A. for games three and four, mm -hmm. handled their business with a solid two-piece and a biscuit. Mm -hmm. So I was actually at game four last night, star-studded affair, Diddy, Shannon Sharp, a few of my day ones were there, Harry and Megan, you know. Oh, there you go. Sweet adjacents, but, you know, had the Modelo on deck, still feeling wait, the Wait, wait, you next to the... You know, this is royalty. Oh, big oh my God, you got to clean that glass. Clean the glass, take that glass out. Take that, you know, you can take the image of the glass out. You right there with them in the same suite. The camera was a little ashy, but we, we got it. We got it. AI that. Yeah. Now, y'all know we don't really fuck with colonizers like that, but I will mention that Harry was out here rooting for the Lakers. Okay. And LeBron, so, you know, he earned some respect. And for those who are curious, some celebrities dipped out. I'm not going to say no names because we're trying to finagle bags from them. But uh, they stayed for the whole game, all the way through OT. Weren't trying to dip, locked in, standing up. We were trying to get him to wave the towel. Wasn't really feeling it. You know, Harry, you got, you got some improvements to make. But let's talk about LeBron Raymond James Sr. Oldest player ever, 20-point, 20 20-rebound 20 game. I think 22, 20, and 7, if I'm not mistaken. Came through with the... Send the game to OT. Mm -hmm. Winning the Lakers an overtime victory. And then sealing the game in OT. Do we have some video highlights of it? Oh, let's look at it. Look at this gloriousness. He talked a little bit too about his layup package and just, you know, give some you talk about being a scorer on all three levels. But a lot of people don't realize how, when to go high off the glass, when to go low. You got Jaron Jackson and people like that. Gave Chris Johnson some love, who, you know, friend of the show. But it seems to me like, you know, Lakers are firing all cylinders right now. 21-9 since the trade deadline. So are, are we certain that the Lakers are going to close this series out? And should the rest of the West 
be a little nervous right now about LeBron and them boys coming through? I think so. Um, you know, my four, right, next game, or maybe five when we come back. But um, you, can, you can clearly see that the Lakers are the better team. Um, you know, that's why when it was those last, what, three games, losing them so they can get this seat, that seventh seed, you know, and um, that was the most important seed for them because the road was a little easier and they have the advantage over, over teams that haven't proven themselves. So I thought that was the best move, and you can see it's panning out. Yeah, I think it's over. I think it's over in six, maybe. You think he's going to get the six? Like, go back four. to Memphis. Yeah. Because 3-1, right? Yeah. Lakers. I, I think go back to Memphis. I think Memphis probably wins this, maybe. Then it comes back to Lakers win six. It's, this, it's just the next round. Like, the next round is the one that, you know, if they get Golden State or Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you get Golden State, it's, it could get a little ugly. I think if they get Sacramento because they're younger, they'll be able to, you know, get them. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm not disappointed, though. I'm happy for the Lakers. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they... You know he's sad, right? Yeah, you're not happy? <laughs> no, he ain't happy right now. I know, right why, I know why, why he's sad. sad. No, we know why he's sad. We know, we know why he's sad. I am a Laker <laughs> fan, though. Like, like, I am a Laker fan. <laughs> I so, I, so, I, so when they, you know, what, what, what happened earlier, when it happened earlier, you know, I was all right when, when I watched it later. When okay. But you just feeling a little down. Your spirits are a little... spirits are just down. spirits are a little down. Damn, man. We're ready to get to it right now. But let's talk a little bit about just the Josh situation. Obviously, the hand injury. You know, missed game two, game three with the 45 piece. But if Ja was healthy, do you still think it'd be a similar situation right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like he's playing bad. He's playing fucking well still. Like, yeah. he's still balling. Um, there was never no question about Ja's performance. It's everyone else. You know, it's, um, it's can the rest of the team play at that same level. Yeah. Like, Ja's the engine. And he's the superstar. He's the super stud. He's the face, uh, right? He's the next-gen player. But is there anyone else that can compete no. with the rest of the Lakers? Um, you, need, you, need, you need players like just one other player playing out of body in, in each game. Just one. Just one taking turns playing out of body for them to compete. And right now that hasn't actually happened. I think if his hand is healthy, I think if his hand isn't, like if he can if, if if he can shoot it better with his hand, I think it's a different series. It might be a little closer, probably six or seven. Because I mean, I mean, if he can shoot it with the hand, that's about what nine points from the three line. Like that's yeah, that's, a, that's a big difference. But he don't shoot like that. But I think his I think he'll have more confidence though. Mm-hmm. Like I think he. Like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty. He's still a little bit like you know ah, like trying to find it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's not all the way there. And to your point, Gil, Desmond Bain dropped a thirty-six piece. Still wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. I think Steven Adams and Brandon Clark are probably the difference makers, you know, just having some more Steven size. Adams, sure. You know what I mean? Just having, having that big body presence out there. But either way, Memphis, you knew what was going to happen. <laughs> Shit. No, they, no, no, no. They actually thought they were going to. No, they, thought, they really thought they was going to win. That's the sad part about it. For sure, they was. Yeah, no, they, yeah, yeah. Number two pick and all that shit. <laughs> I mean, you're the number two. I mean, of course, you're the number two team in the, in the West, and you really. Yeah. You know, you really had that confidence, really thinking that was something. Yeah. There's still, there's still potentially three games left, and we've seen these Lakers, you know, not be able to close out shit sometimes. So. Right now, there's, well, there's three top teams down 3-1, right? Yeah. 
That playing game, that yeah, that playing game is starting to mean something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm saying like you could just sit there and chill for a minute and just crack somebody out of the first or second spot. Yep, that's crazy. Which we will get to soon enough. Damn. But let's talk a little bit about Anthony Davis. Uh, you know, we talk about Eddie a lot on this show. What he needs to do to actually reach that star level to be that guy. LeBron has even said he wants to pass the torch to AD, but AD needs to take the torch. He's not just going to give it to him. Uh, BD's been inconsistent this series. Uh, game one, decent. Game two, eh. Game three, balled out. Game four, he finished with 12 points and was four for 13 from the field. Defensive side, he's been solid, though. He's been beating shit all series long. Came up with a big block on Ja that helped, you know, send the game to overtime and seal it. But in your guys' opinion, why is it so hard for AD to be the guy? I mean, has anybody just thought he just don't have the number one option in his, so in his DNA? I mean... <laughs> He just don't have, like, I'm the number one man. I, this is what I do. He probably just doesn't have that in his DNA. But what you about, can't force somebody to be the number be, one yeah. player. Yeah. But it seems like Pelican's AD was comfortable being in that role, being the guy. Well, look how, look how that AD played. That AD played was just running up and down or throwing lobs or backdooring. Like, it, was, it wasn't him sitting in the post and he's really dominating. It was like... He was like a like more like a journeyman style backdooring, slashing, catching at the, the the free throw line, attacking from there. So it was a whole different type of player versus the one we have now. I mean, and what Miko said, he's half man, half, half a season. season. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what we have to go with. I guess I mean that's just what you get out of him. Every single game this season, it feels like AD's on the verge of suffering a career-ending injury. Like slow to get up. Yeah. Poked in the eye. I mean, just all the shit that we've seen this dude deal with is, is, is pretty wild. But when you talk about when the Lakers, when they traded for AD, I think there was an expectation that he was going to be the guy to replace LeBron when LeBron would eventually shut it down. Now it's more of an if because LeBron, you know, still cooking at 38, probably got at least three, four more seasons. I think he's with the Lakers through 2025. But AD has the option, a player option next season, so he can become a free agent in 2024. So if you're the Lakers, should AD be in your long-term plans, or you should look now to get some value out of it, try to make a move? I'm, I'm, I'm moving him. I'm, I'm moving him because I, you know he's not a number one option. I mean, we, with LeBron off the court, he does play well. Yeah. But that lets me know that he can't play with other talent. Like, he, he gives in to other talent. If you're going to be the, the, the go-to guy, the number one option, you have to be able to really play with other generational talents on your team. You can't just fold to the thought of someone else there. And, you know, some players are just like that. It's, 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 it's not like, you know, I know, you know, everyone get paid, everyone, you know, um, all-stars, going to be a Hall of Famer. That has nothing to do with, you know, just the makeup of, you know, who a person is. It's just, he just can't be, it has to be just him by himself. It can't be, you know, okay, here, and then you bring in Embiid, and, you know, he's just going to give it to Embiid. You know what I mean? It's, he's that type of mindset, it seems like. So who is the number one option, then, if, if he's not, like? Right now on the Lakers? Yeah. They don't have one. That's not even LeBron, you said, I mean. Right now, and it has to be LeBron. I mean, unfortunately. Well, it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be at this it, it point. It has to be. But what we've seen from LeBron, I think, post-foot injury, a lot more facilitating. You know, he can get he, – he's had a couple of games where he's shown he's still the LeBron of old, but it seems now he's deferring a lot. You know, getting Reeves, Hachimura, D'Lo, when D'Lo feels like making buckets. But even LeBron, you would say he's not the, the number one guy. You know, he's, I think, the number one guy. Obviously, we need that last-second shot. 
he's going to make the play, either take the shot or... Like, you know, we're talking about, like, all the way to the championship, right? Yeah. Like, LeBron has to take some, 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 some games. He can't be able... He can't go full throttle every single game trying to get to the playoffs. He, he, he won't have nothing in the tank yeah. by the time we get there. So, AD is going to have to step up at some point. But he has to stay healthy. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's the health. That's why nobody trusts him. It's the health. So how much does that injury history factor into AD not being seen as a number one guy? We see flashes of it. I don't. I'm, I'm, that's the thing. Like flashes get you fired. It's like it's like it's like it's like getting a a, a, mm. a, a cheap hand job, right? You're never gonna finish. You know, just, <laughs> it's never. You're never gonna finish. Just, just, <laughs> yeah, you're, just, you're, just, you're just teasing. You pay for what you get. You're just teasing, and that's what it is. It's just. You know, he's the guy that makes you want to, like, get there, but you never get the end result. So um, at this point, it's like, if it hasn't turned over yet, then, you know, you just let it go. You can't just keep falling for the okey-doke. <laughs> the banana in the tailpipe, if you will. <laughs> but you look at this uh, game four. LeBron played 45 minutes. I think it was the most in the game. AD played 42. How much is that going to impact him now? Because they've got to go to Memphis. They shortly left today. they got to play Wednesday in Memphis. Asking LeBron to play 45 and then come back, you know, on a win, you know, under 48 hours and play again. Bro, come on. That's why I say it goes At six. 38 years old. That's why I say it goes six. Well, the other team played well, too. I mean, played the two. It's a, I mean, they're they young. young. They're young, though. They're yeah. young. They're young. And all Memphis starters played over 40 minutes in the game. Too. I mean, Bron going to try, but I, I, don't, I don't see. Nothing. Bro, knock them out. It's Memphis, bro. <laughs> they, have more, they have more to worry about than, you know, than the Lakers because they got to they gotta perform well. Or it's over. You know what I mean? So, you know, the pressure's on them. All the Lakers got to do is keep the game close into, like, the last two, three minutes, and then, you know, that's more on Memphis to make shots versus, you know. So Lakers. the Lakers getting it done Wednesday. We're gonna, well, I'll let you know about the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> long, as long as they keep it close by the fourth, we good, you know. So after Josh's hand injury in game one, Gil, you said you didn't expect to see him back so fast. It was going to take a couple weeks for that hand to start feeling right. He dropped 45 in game three, hit several big shots the fourth quarter, went six for 10 from three. Game four, he was solid, but you know, I, I was in the building. He re-aggravated it, you know, kind of going, going crazy to the cup. Looked like, and this is just me, but like they gave him some painkillers or something during, during the timeout. He had to hit him real quick, get the water, even to just get back out there. And his game looked different from that point. I think he was eight for 24, one for six from three. But taking them, what they give them, Zannies, perks. Had his ass out there, loopy. Because I thought, I thought he was going to go to the locker room. He, he called out to the trainer. Trainer went, came back with something, appeared to put it in his hand. He kind of hit it real quick. Probably like Advil or something. Yeah, you know, something. Something. something, See, something that you got to be, you got to be careful with too, because, right? Like, let's say a, you, you give him a muscle relaxer. That don't just relaxes the pain you're feeling. Relaxes everything. So that'll throw off. You know your whole game, so you really have to be careful on what you're taking because it's minimizing something, but it's affecting something else. For sure. But just overall, job, big picture. What has Josh shown you this series? He's fucking tough, right? I mean, you know, like it, it is your shooting hand, it is your shooting wrist, um, playing, performing, falling down, still injured, still hurt. That's what I said. It's, that pain's not going to go away for a couple weeks. You know, it's. It'll be healed, you know, once this season's over with, you know, we get rid of him next game, and then he can heal that shit on his own. But, you know, for the most part, you know, he, the willingness to just the, the, the compete still. I mean, the willingness, I mean, the, I mean, 
the mentality you got to have going through, you know, the world talking about you having a gun and, mm. you know, partying too much and doing all this, still overcoming, coming back, hooping, you know, your team is still in second and you're still playing hard. So it's just like the mentally, the mental off the court is, is what I'm more impressed mm -hmm. with for him coming back, you know, still being on top of his game. Like you said, playing injured, mm -hmm. but still being there for his team. And it's like, you know, that's, you know, that's what you want to see. So you see like... When you when you were balling, this is how I know how good he is. Mm. The fact that no one is talking about right. all that shit earlier. Yeah, yeah. The fact that they don't mention it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. The, his 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 performance on the court is so dominant that they're like, ah, right, we we yeah. get it. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> he beat yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. I he do beat agree us. with that. I do agree with that. But I think we talked about that when when it first happened. And I think you guys both said something along the lines of like, look, you know, if you go out there and ball. That's really going to be the only thing yep. mm -hmm. to help people forget about yep. that shit. Winning cures a lot. Not to say they're winning now, but dropping 45 pieces, going out there and, and, and wowing the crowd. Yep. But let's talk a little bit about something we hit on last week. When you look at Ja, especially with that hand injury, he seemed super reckless. The memes were flying last night during the game. Just the high-flying acrobatics, trying to, trying to get all that stuff at 6'3", 6'4", 180 pounds. He's putting himself in position to get injured a lot of times, which is how reckless he goes at the basket. So if you were Ja, how would you adjust your game to be mindful of your long-term health? I never had that type of explosion. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Uh, I mean, the, I have this. I had the speed, so you know, trying to slow down instead of running into shit, you know, that you, you have to really, you know, be mindful of that. You know, but when you're talking about exploding like that, you know, those are conversations you have to have with like a player like Derrick Rose or Westbrook. Yeah. Um, and. It's not gonna change overnight. This is something that's gonna, he has to work on three, four, five years, and we won't see the effects of it until, you know, 2027, something like that. You know, this is like with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan in his prime was jumping, you know, doing all that, and then eventually he, he slowed himself down. You know, so, you know, once the maturity kicks in of, you know, uh, putting more attributes to his game, post up game, um, mid range game, um, you know, logo game one-on-one, -on -one, you know, it, it'd be easier on his body. But right now it's, you know, taking, by, you know, taking everybody from the three-point line and trying to jump. Yeah. Um, like you said, talking to guys like Derrick Rose, uh, Russell Rushbrook, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Um, also guys who played, you know, above the rim a lot uh, coming down. So I think just talking to guys like that and also taking care of your body too. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to take care of his body a lot more. Um, but that comes with, you know, off the court too, though, you know, the, you know, the party and the girls and drinking, all that stuff. So you got to probably cut some of that back too, though. Um, cause once the athleticism gone, you got to find something else. Yep. Right. You're right. A whole nother type uh, of game. Like when you were young, it seems like you can do a lot of that stuff. Yeah. You know, you know, as we all get older, you know, I had one Modelo at the game last night. I'm still feeling it right now. <laughs> My 20 year old, 21 year old self, you know, would, would slap the shit out of me right now. Mm -hmm. But you know, and with Ja, he's still young, you know, early 20s, still able to do a lot of that stuff. But as a player, how hard is it now to even adjust that lifestyle? If you think about a guy like AI who needed to turn up to be able to perform well. It's, I mean, it, it's hard because it's new, right? It's mm -hmm. new, it's different, right? It's, it's fun, it makes you feel invincible, it makes you feel like, like you are the king, you know? So it's one of those things where you know, he's going to have to set a goal so high that, that that goal makes him focus on it. You know what I mean? Like trying to be better, trying to be better than Steph. I need to get four championships. That right there, just the goal itself 
will calm you down. But you know, if there's no goal in mind, then right now you're just living in you're just living in the moment. I mean, I think it get. I mean, it is new, but I think it gets old though after a while. Like after year, what four or five, it, that shit gets old. Like it's the same thing. I feel. I mean, <laughs> listen, if if. <laughs> If he's talking about being the best and wanting to be on these Steph Curry levels and all these guys, mm-hmm. these Kobe Bryant's and Michael Jordan levels, then you know what those guys, th- those type of work they did, like they separated mm-hmm. themselves. Like, you know, like Kobe, I don't think Kobe dr- like drank or did anything his first seven years, right, yeah. in the league. So it's like, that's how like detailed and like doubting you got to be. You're like, if you want to get to that type of level, like you're going to have to, it's going it's to have to be a break where you just like, just everything just got to, everybody got to back off for a minute. But also, that is that is a woman involved too. Having a a, a girl or wife at oh, yeah, home. Backbone. Oh yeah, backbone. I mean, yeah. If you don't have a girlfriend that you really care about, or a wife at home that 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 you have to you know, um, you know, keep happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, when you talk about the Kobe's and the Steph, you know, you're talking about all guys who who had girlfriends and had wives at that point in time where, you know, they're spending time at home, it's either the gym or with the family. You know, it's usually the guys who are single who are, you know, that are out and about like that. Yeah, and I think that's the message though, too. Yeah. Like, go find a girl and relax. (laughs) Chill out, like, real, like your life, it would be easier, and I get it, like, man, trust me, it's fun. We've done it, I've Mm -hmm. done it, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, being out with different girls and all that, but it's like, when it's time to like dial in and like, my career would have been so much better if I had a woman. Mm-hmm. Like if I had a woman that I trusted and I, that I believed that had my back, my whole career would have been different. But instead, I was outside a lot, like just partying and partying, and it just got old. But by the time I realized, it was like, well, shit, I'm done with ball. Yeah. Like now I got to get into something else. So, but they have a chance to now where they're younger, and it's like, how many of these Instagram, Instagram, uh, Instagram girls you gonna, you know, you gonna date, you gonna fuck, you all know, of them, you know. I get it, but <laughs> so, I get it. I get you it. Single. No, I know. I, I, I get it, but. <laughs> You know, at a time, it's gonna have to. You have to chill out. <laughs> so you talk about Ja last year, Grizzlies. You know, he missed the last three games of that series last year. But I think, you know, humbled by the Warriors. This year, came in talking big shit. Humbled by LeBron. Should that be enough motivation for him moving forward to be like, look, this this is the level we can reach when I'm not fully locked in. And after all the situations he dealt with earlier this season, now moving forward, if I can lock in, I can now get over the hump. And potentially smack these dudes and get these Grizzlies to where people think that they should be able to. to I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of talent in the West. Everyone's getting better. So even with just him locking in, he still have to have that uh, supporting cast that's dedicated. Also, um, you know, when you're talking about like championship caliber teams, that like teams that know like before the season, yo, this is our year. All of them are locked in. Like that, you know, the 96 Bulls, locked in. That Golden State team that won, what, 73? Mm-hmm. Locked in. You know what I mean? So you, you know, like as a team, it's a full team lock-in. I remember the year um, LeBron had won that championship. Yeah. Right? He came here to the championship. They were like going to uh, movies together. They was doing lunch together. They were doing dinners together. They're like, they was really focused. I guarantee they ain't doing that now. That that team, that 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 team when he, uh, Anthony Davis them came? Yeah. Yeah. And did you guys ever have experiences like that when you were hooping, or was it kind of everybody just wasn't really fuck with each other like that? Like, you know, like the 96, 97 team, we was more locked in. Um, it was more, that, that was the year I got hurt. We was 06, more locked 07? in. 06, 07? Yeah, yeah. What year did I say? You said 96, 97. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, thinking about the Bulls. Huh? <laughs> you ain't <laughs> that old, dude. Like, yeah. Um, 
yeah, we were locked in. We would go to dinners together. We would go to lunch. We would even go to strip club together. Right? Just chill. Yeah, when we yo, yeah, when we did the team dinners, did the uh did the GM give you the card? Hell. No. Like back then, like did they give I mean, you the card? It was just me and fucking Antoine looking at each other like, come on, man, like I know we listen, we both got money, so we gonna split it. <laughs> or I get it this time, you get it next time. Yeah, yeah I remember my first team dinner, they gave me the card. Oh, the general manager gave you the card? Yeah, he gave me the card. Yeah, John Hammond. They, nah, you couldn't give our team no shit. Yeah, like John that. Hammond was like, yo, listen, it's, you know, it's a company card. Just make sure you guys don't go over. I remember, yeah, you could. I remember Drew Gooden was like, yo, give me that. Young yeah, yeah, give yeah. me that. Give me that. You couldn't give no shit like that to us. Again, <laughs> <laughs> when you paying for yeah, the like, Who would have bought the motherfucker Morris? <laughs> hey, hey, man, who? Give yep. us this shit right here. And it was Morris, too. That's <laughs> all we went to. Morris, yep. When you did that dinner, were any teammates taking advantage, over-ordering, getting shit they don't normally get? Because that's something that really grinds me. Usually drinks. It's always, you know, it's always. Yeah, it's drinks. It's always drink. Food, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's okay. just drinks, you know. You know, they're going to go after that the most expensive. Let me give me that uh, uh, Louis the 13. Let me get some shots of the Louis the 13. Mm-hmm. When it's just regular ass Hennessy. Yeah. <laughs> is Louis the 13 any better? I've heard Jay Z rap about it, never got to try it. Yeah. It is? I, don't know. I love it. It's smoother? Yes. You can taste it? Yeah, okay. I love it. Yeah. Okay, it's worth it. It's worth it's the worth bread. It? Yeah, it's worth it. Okay. And Louis the 13th, you know, we're always looking for sponsorship. So. <laughs> and the bottle is like, it's crystal. So the bottle is worth like five grand. For real? Like the bottle itself, like if you keep it. All them goddamn bottles I thrown away. Yeah, you got to keep that. Yeah, yeah keep I ain't them. know that oh, shit, yeah, you man. You keep them. That's money. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about Ja. But let's also talk about Tyus Jones. So game two without Ja, Tyus Jones balled out. The only Grizzlies winning the series. I think he had 10.6 rebounds, eight assists, 36 minutes. Only played four or nine minutes in game four. Don't rock with him. Keep rolling with Ja. Hold on, hold on. You said he balled he out. He played well. No, 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 no. You said balled Yo, I, out. I misspeak sometimes. I got a lot of shit going on. No, 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 no. no. I gonna, apologize. Gonna, ball, uh, listen, listen. For his level. No, no. He said balled out. Now read those stats again. For, for a Tyus Jones level of balling out. No, 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 no. You said balled out. <laughs> now, now read those, those stats again on balled out. Okay. The, the copy said just balled. It didn't say out. I added that. I'm all over the place. He had a, a good game for him. Okay. He was hooping for his level. Okay. But the point is, should the Grizzlies still be relying so much on Ja with the workload, or should they give Tyus Jones some more love? Read his stats again. 10.6 rebounds, 8 assists. Yeah, yeah, Josh, just keep doing your thing, man. Keep it that. Are you talking about we're going to rely on a guy whose best game, what, is 10, 6, and 8? I'm just saying more than nine minutes in a 53-minute game. I I will. He good. He good. good. (laughs) That nine was good? All right. was good. Yeah, we could keep Give him the nine. Yeah, we keep a job. Yeah, we're going to keep a couple of people, man. Yeah, we keep a job. The hand is shaky. Come on, man. Eight for 24. It's I mean, something to think about. You know, he's, he's, he's a backup, so he plays exactly like that, but that's not what I need to get over the Lakers. Come on, man. No job. He got you a duck. Mm-hmm. It was a Fugazi. Yeah, Fugazi. You're not even going to drink the water now? Not even acknowledge me? Get this type of shit. <laughs> <sighs> you're you lucky you employed me. That's all I'm going to say. But now let's, let's move on to kind of the biggest story in this Lakers-Grizzlies series, Dylan Brooks, you know. Said he likes to poke bears, but he fucked around and found out when you poke the proverbial bear that is LeBron James. Uh, Brooks was eager to talk early in the series, right, was, was active with the media, but after getting ejected uh, for the nut punch in game three and going, what, four for 11 and one for seven from three in game four, he refused to speak with the media. And then last night, you know, after the loss, Brooks just said, I'm out. That was his, his quote. 
So how bad of a, a look is it for Dylan Brooks and Ja, I think, also didn't do post-game media availability after game four to skip out on those after talking so much shit when they were up? Well, I'm not worrying about, you know, um, Ja. We can just say he was in there getting treatment or some shit. <laughs> but Dylan, I mean, this is the difference between um, a successful defensive player and what he's doing, right? Like a, a defensive player finds a way to tell themselves that they did a great job, right? There's no way Patrick Beverly is not going to the media to talk shit, even if he has to give him a compliment. Oh, he, he made next shot, but next time I'm going to get his ass. The fact that you can't even speak yeah. lets everyone know you're just a front run. That's front run bullshit, right? You know, he loses all credibility now. Like, there's nothing he can, there's nothing he can do now <laughs> that anybody's going to take him serious because... When you do get your ass busted, the point of being you is to be able to still talk shit and keep your head high. Like, you, you get your ass busted by poking a bear. You ran with your tail, and I don't want to talk. I don't need to talk. What are you going to do, start talking next time? You can't talk no more to series. If you win and then talk, come on, man. Nobody, everybody going to do this. Sad. Everybody watch out. Shit you got. Everybody going to hear shit you got to say. What would you think, Brent? It's a pussy. Woof. Pussy to me. We can say that on this show because we're on YouTube. The smelly one too. Then I mean, just pussy to me. Musty stench. I mean, he was walking. He had the he had the he had the air. He was going all. He, he, like he was enjoying. Like, like, but that's why I be saying though, and like that was my issue about like players with podcasts. Is like, okay, now when stuff don't start going your way, your route. Now you want to run from the media. Now you want to start making your own narrative. And it's like, that's not, like, that ain't cool. Like, you was just talking big shit. Now you had two bad games or whatever. Now it's like I don't want to talk to media. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Like, no, nah, you got to go out there still, keep your head high, and keep going. Cause it's, and, and it's not like the series is over. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're kind of showing that, oh, it's over. It's yeah, good. sure. Like, yeah, like, I mean, you're showing you're, like it's over. Like, if, if that's your teammate, how frustrated or pissed off would you with him running his mouth and right. now getting his ass busted and putting y'all in a bad position? It's running your mouth and you get punched and then you run away. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. The problem ain't talking shit. Yeah. Right. And talking shit and bad. Like when Deshaun Stevenson, you know, said LeBron was overrated and LeBron's coming at this man f- full 1000. Deshaun didn't give a fuck about none of that. <laughs> Every game talking shit. Talk like it, it didn't matter. LeBron got 30 hit a game winner. He don't care about none of that. Right. He's still there. Every game. Like he picking him up in the parking lot. Like where he at? Where he. And that's that's all that mattered. Like we know. Yeah. Le, like. <laughs> You think your teammates think you can stop LeBron James? Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't yeah. stop LeBron James. Yeah. Right? Like, but the fact that you challenged him is good enough for them. So the fact that you challenge him, now you're backing out, and you can't be the man that there's, there's really nothing you can tell me no more. So I guess what I'm taking from You and your motherfucking booty shorts get the fuck out of here. And the booty shorts. And his little booty shorts. You read booty shorts you got four. cooked. It was a game four. Was that game? It might have been three. three? No. Was it, One, was it f- two, three? Game three, he came here with booty shorts on and shit out there hitting nothing but the side of the backboard. You need to go talk to Tony Allen. No, he can't know. You need to or something. Go get some advice or something. No, or- no, don't talk to no. <laughs> don't, no, don't talk, talk to, to the- people who stood their ground. Nah, you know. You need something. Don't talk to warriors, man. Nah, I don't know. You, go- <laughs> nah, you can't talk to people who stood, they talk shit, and they stood there. With this comes with this, the good with the bad. Dennis Rodman, yeah, you talk shit. Then motherfucker have 40. He's going to still say, oh, it must have been his birthday because he ain't like that. He's going to say something. 
Right. right? Nope. Right. I don't want to talk. So the moral of the story is, you talk shit, you get your ass whooped. Own up shit. to it. Yeah, yeah. Just own up and talk yeah. more Keep shit. Keep talking more shit. And that's where he faltered, because now he showed weakness. I'm, I'm super curious what LeBron said to him before the game. They got the clip, I think game three, LeBron, you know, and LeBron let him know what it was and proceeded to back it up. Yeah, yeah. And even there, Dylan Brooks, little... Shaky. Little, little shaky. Hit him with that, you know you done fucked up, right? You know you done fucked up, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know you done fucked up. <laughs> so, you know, there's been talk, I think Dylan Brooks is set to become a free agent after this season. If you're the Grizzlies, do you, do you look to bring him back or you tell him sayonara? <laughs> <laughs> Out of here, man. Go on, man. Just, like, like your, 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 this is a jungle, man. The fucking NBA sports is a jungle when you're on that level, right? And you're, you're trying to, you know, trying to have the best, the strongest minds, the, the war. I, I can't have someone who goes out there, you know, screaming, you know, like, bring it on. And then soon as bring it on done came, your ass is running. You're the first motherfucker out the door. I don't need players like that. Like, you don't need nobody like that. He's just out here ringing the bell, making all the noise, and then when the noise come, whatever comes from that noise, you out the back door. Like, nah. Like, you keep going. Free agent. Bye-bye. Wait, so Memphis has a chance to sign him? I mean, I think he's going to become a free agent. They can bring him back or... Listen, he better take whatever they're going to give him. Because if not, he's going he gonna to be just a journeyman after this. He's going to be... No. He out, man. He gone. Yeah, yeah, he Wait, like, you I'm say out like get ready to learn Chinese, buddy? Out or nah, you can nah, still stay in. Nah, he gonna okay. be he gonna be on like one of those Orlando, like a uh, another front running team. You know, he's gonna be on one of those type of teams. It ain't gonna be no like he's. That's what I said. This is this is the most important challenge. Nobody like you're not a you're not a. you're not evaluating him on what he does against LeBron. I mean, you are, but it's. It's what you do after. Like, you're, like, you know, you fall and you're supposed to get yourself up. Like, he's not getting up. He's just laying there. So now, if, let's say he bounces back in these next couple games, delivers. Does that shit even matter? No, because then he bounced back and then he was going to talk shit again. And yeah. No, nobody want to hear that shit. You're supposed to talk shit when you're getting punched in the mouth. But like, that shit didn't hurt. We said <laughs> winning cures a lot of shit, though. So if, by some grace of God. Yeah, but not talking to the media at all. Because you don't want to, yeah, yeah, nah, okay. Unless the team told him not to. So do y'all feel like he needs a fresh start? He may tell him that, because he liked the media, obviously. I mean, you know, sometimes you know the, the team will be like, hey, you know, you've been doing <laughs> too much, motherfucker, shut the fuck up. But who is, I guess, the guy on that team, Stephen Adams? Because you know, I don't feel like Ja's gonna tell him, because Ja didn't want to talk to the media either. So his hand. What? His hand. I understand that. Don't, don't, don't put Ja in the same same category. Ja's hand. He was in the back. Getting medical treatment still. I understand. Right? That's what we're talking about. But who's that guy on that team? Like, y'all talk a lot about needing, needing that, that vet and that veteran leadership. I mean, Steven Adams is the veteran, but, you know, when you're talking about a defensive player, like, you've, you've never seen um, Draymond Green, like, get his ass busted and then back out. Like, y'all, you know, I ain't home. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. You know, I don't need to talk to you. Like, nah. He's nah. hitting the pod that night. No, no I like, mean, no, not even the pod. Just, just because of something he yeah. said, or Patrick Beverly. Those are the guys that I look at. Patrick Beverly said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm coming after him." He gets ass busted. I, you know, he played well. You know, what I mean, I gotta, you know, look at the film, see what I did wrong, see what he did right, and then I'm back at his ass. Fucking next game. Yep. That's 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 your approach for sure. And he got that shit marked down on the calendar. Yep. 
Mark it down, okay, we're going to see this motherfucker well, you, Wednesday. I'm going to sleep a little bit early. That's Patrick <laughs> Beverly. That's the mindset of a defensive player who has that, that, that confidence. If this is the offensive side, he's the type of player that when he plays well, he's talking shit. When he's playing bad, you don't hear nothing from him. And who do y'all think? So you look at this Grizzlies roster, no players over 30. I think Steven Adams, the oldest player on the team, 29 years old. He's only 29? Who, who is a vet on this team? That Steven could, Adams? Yeah. Oh, they ain't got no vet then. That ain't 20, he's 29? Steven Adams is 29. I thought he was older than that. I thought he was damn near the same. He looked about 45, but. Yes. I thought he was on like year like 16. <laughs> but who was a vet or somebody they could bring in that can help just get, get their minds right? Like, look, stop all this talking. Man, who gives a shit, all right? We just, look, I'm a Laker fan, man. We, we Lakers over here. We want to get them the fuck on, right? So I don't give a shit or try to hide. I'm not trying to improve fucking Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. let's keep this thing moving. Okay. <laughs> But <laughs> you, know who do, you know who does have a vet that handles those responsibilities? The Miami Heat. Let's do a little hibachi time. <laughs> if we had a hibachi chef here, I think that would add just a certain level or of production. Like right? <laughs> get, get the hibachi. <laughs> flicking the rice and the eggs and all that. But we got to talk about, Brand. I know we, 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 we alluded to this earlier in the show. Moo was a little down. You Look at him. He was a little down. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about Jimmy Butler, but first, you know, the Greek freak made his return for game four. Mm -hmm. Just a time to witness Jimmy Butler. Give us one of the greatest playoff performances, I would say, NBA history. Look at it. Oh, I know, Brent, you don't have to watch if you don't want to. Mm. Oh. On the freak's down. Really, was, whoever wanted it was going to get this work. But it's crazy. So I was getting, yeah, I was getting ready to go to that, that Laker game. Bucks were up like 11. I was watching on TV. Strolled over to Staples Center, checked the ESPN app, and it's like, God damn, <laughs> what just happened? But uh, Jimmy Buck has dropped 56 on the Bucks Antlers. I think 22 of their first 28 in the first quarter. Mm. Set a Heat playoff record, and gave them a 3-1 lead in the series. So I got to ask both y'all. Gil, start with you, Brand. I'll give you some time to collect your thoughts and emotions. <laughs> Good. Did we just say <laughs> this man over here talking to himself? <laughs> Did we just see the best single game playoff performance by anyone in a Heat jersey? Anyone in a Heat jersey? I mean, for individual, I, you know, you have to say yes. Um, you know, just going off of, you know, um, you know, Dwayne Wade's that that first year. Dwayne Wade was in the playoff. It wasn't fifty six, but what he did against uh, Baron Davis and them. To carry them was a great-ass performance. I mean, when you're talking about the age and, you know, the pressure that was on them, that was great. But, you know, just a playoff game, this has to be number one. How you feel, Brett? Do you care? You can tell the truth. No, I mean, Because it... <laughs> I'm hurt, too. You know, I pander for the Bucks. I was looking for it. Man, listen, I'm, just, I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. I didn't think the Bucks would come out like this. Um, but it's not over. I mean, the series not over. They are up 3-1. The Bucks do get a chance to go home, um, but I mean, you know, just disappointing, man. You know, we got to make some adjustments. We got to make a little adjustments. Um, we got to find somebody that can t contain Jimmy Butler, his energy, because um, he just feels like he's the best player in the series right mm -hmm. now, and that's for sure. And he's playing like it. Um, but you know, we got to go home, take care, take care of Game Five, and then just see what happens after that. 
So you, 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 you hit it already, but what adjustments do they need to make to stop them in game five? I mean, well, Bud has to make the adjustments. I mean, defensively, I mean, you know, I, I think the zone really, really messes guys up in the NBA. Um, and I think the Bucks can probably use that with their length and them not having Tyler right now. Yeah, that hurts because it, 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 it makes the, it, without, you know, Hero, it hurts Giannis. Because, you know, if you looked at previous years, the team that really had Bucks numbers was Miami. Okay. Like they did have Buck. They, they, you know, every year they've given Bucks problems. It's, you know, they just know how to wall up Giannis. Um, so without those, those, those shooters, it kind of like throws a wrench into Giannis's program mm. of how he plays the game. And, you know, when, when you're talking about the playoffs, Sometimes you're gonna, as a superstar, you're gonna have to sacrifice nice. a series in what you do to keep. Like, if Giannis wants to be dominant, he has to understand if they're focusing on me, I have to make sure these guys get shots, make shots, and then once they start, you know, playing defense on their own guys again, then I can attack. So it has to be more of a Giannis thing on offense. If he thinks he's going to go in there and score 40, 50, even if he does, he doesn't cut off all of his other players. Like, it's just one of those things that every series you can't play the same. I mean, guys got to make shots, though. Yeah. I mean, he's getting guys shots. It's just they ain't making them. They ain't making them. Like, like, yeah. They ain't making them either. So, I mean, I, don't, I mean, the supporting cast got to get better, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chris Middleton, um, you know, Drew, they got to, you know, step it up. You know, they got to take on that challenge. Um, you know, it's basically you just got to stop one guy, and it's Jimmy. Like, like, let's like being honest. That, you know, that's the funny part. That's the funny part with Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. It's you know we said it before the series start. You know, Jimmy's going to turn into something that yeah. that you know it's because you didn't see it in the season, right? You played Jimmy. You know, you know yeah. Jimmy's 15, 20, 21. and in the playoffs he just really turns into a whole different player that they're not actually used to they haven't like they know everyone knows jimmy's going to turn into a different player but they can't measure it because the player you know is not going to be in that stat book (laughs) what he's going to do is not in the stat book right right? it's like he just it's like he just brings in a whole nother jimmy to the playoffs that no one has been studying that you just have to go back to his playoffs you know you got to pull jimmy's playoff record and use that as Jimmy's stats. You can't use Jimmy's, you know, season as what Jimmy does. Yeah. And, you know, he just tortures everyone during the playoffs. It's just. And he has a lot to prove, too. Last year, you know, missing a shot, Mm -hmm. you know, coming down, missing that three. Missing that three. People feel like he should have probably took it. So he's on a mission. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he feels like he has a lot to prove. Like, that's what I love about him, though. Yeah. Like, if if something goes, all right, all right, didn't do this this year, he's going to come back and try to, you know, do do it better next year. So. And, and even if they go out there and start uh, paying attention to him, he's the type that I have 15, 20 assists the next game and beat you that way. So yeah. it's or like 15 <laughs> rebounds. Yeah. Five steals. Just yeah, he's going to do whatever it takes to win a game. Yeah. Well, that's real, fellas. I just want to give a quick shout out to everybody in the chat. We were close to 6,000 oh, people. We're happening? close. We need to get it to 10, though, because we get it to 10. Girl. Why do you want to see me high? Because. Like, we don't even know what that's going to look like. I might fuck around, pass out. Yeah, we're trying to make sure you're not the I might be paranoid and then go into the the, the safe and just do something stupid. We We don't know what that's going to look like. That's good television. 
Great for you, too. <laughs> the audience would appreciate it. Some of your ops may take it, you know, as an opportunity to really go out there and, and get you, but <laughs> we're going to protect you good. We'll turn the cameras off if it gets too reckless. But uh, let's talk a little bit more about Jimmy. Earlier in the season, Jimmy said that he doesn't really lock in after All-Star break. He said, you know, beginning part of the season, this is what it is. But after All-Star break, it's really time to lock in, focus, take that game to, a, to a, the next level. Now, we know playoff Jimmy is a thing, but after the game, he was asked about it. You've denied it before, but it's playoff Jimmy. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's not. I just, I just, I just be hooping. Probably one of my favorite lines. He looked the- like an uncle, man. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like an uncle at a barbecue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just be hooping. How about a pack of cigarettes? Got the cigarette yeah, he got the cigarettes stuck good. right here. Yeah, yeah. Working the grill. I haven't seen a black. I haven't seen a black cut off in so long, man. man. Hey. He probably got black forces on Facts. <laughs> for sure. He got Facts. that energy. Shut up. <laughs> well, question for both of y'all, because we know you got to turn it up come playoff time. So how does your approach change from the regular season versus the playoffs? I mean, it's just cutting off distractions, right? You're, you're more, you're not going out, you, you know, whatever you were doing. Like, even if your diet is going to change, you know, you're going to lock in more. Um, I know during the season, you know, that year, that year in the playoffs was 0-4-0-5, and I hit that shot, and we won the playoff series, and I got a taste of what, like, fame looks like. Um, going into that next year, on game day, period, no phones. Like, so you couldn't call me on game day. I'm not checking my phone on game day. I don't give a fuck about ticket requests. If you're going to do ticket requests, it's going to be the day before the game. So um, all my ticket requests was the day. So I didn't want to talk on game day. Like, so I used less words. Just, you know, it was just focused on, on during the playoffs, no phones. So how were you handling ticket requests? I ain't give a fuck about ticket. I don't give yeah. a fuck about your ticket requests. Like, you it at the deal with Sashia Jones. Before this the playoff started, here's Sashia's phone. Everybody, here's Sashia's phones. Y'all bug her. Don't bug me during the playoffs. Y'all yeah, heard about that, too. Like, you were like that. And then you had, like, a ritual, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, your ritual and, like, somebody messing with you. Like, you, oh, you feel- a whole, like, you have to go change. Like, you would do a whole, like. Bro, I'll, like. Like, when you're talking about, like, like focusing, playoff, like, I had to drive the same way, uh, listen to the same thing, food, mm-hmm. everything. Everything the same. Like, it was just, I was like, a, I was like robotish, right? And if I have a routine, I get there at a certain time. Don't come on the court. Don't fuck my routine up. If, I get, if I'm on a table and I got to be on the table at 2, you know, 24, and someone's on the table, it's... Nigga, get off. <laughs> get off. I go through my routine. You finish your shit when I'm done. Like, it was just, like, it just it has a, it, it's like having green light. Like, my got motherfucking all green light all the way through. Like, yeah. you know, you well, can't. How that mentality change for you, Brandon? Well, especially my rookie year, we went to the playoffs my, my first year, and I just knew playing Atlanta, they were tough with Joe Johnson, Josh Smith, mm. Mike Bibby, um, Al Horford. Jamal Crawford, all those guys. So I remember just playing them like three times during the season. And once the playoffs came, I just remember hearing that like they had like five, seven different defenses for me. And I had to just really dial in and focus. I think the main thing for me with the playoffs my rookie year is just don't get swept. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to get swept the first year. So uh, we went seventh, ended up losing. But just that taste, that, that taste of uh, playoffs my rookie year really helped me out a lot. And how hard was it losing that game seven? Just, you know, feeling like you're on the break of advancing. Well, it was tough because we lost game six at home. We was up 3-2. So losing, losing game six at home and then having to go back to, uh, to Atlanta, you know, it's kind of tough, like that, that last one. So. Yep. 
could you feel it in the locker room before the game? Or, you know, I mean, because I, I watch these playoff series and you can see the energy, but it's hard to really know what's going on in that locker room. Yeah, yeah, game seven, I mean, you could definitely feel it. Like, because it was like, well, we should have got it done. And then you, now you got to be on the road and try to find, you know, another win. And we're short players. Like, you know, we didn't have Bogut and, you know, things like that. So, yeah, it was over, though. Yeah, that playoff, man, playoff energy is just different. Like, and, you know, I, I, I understand when, you know, fans say, you know, the, the, the beginning of the season and all that don't look like playoffs. It don't supposed to. <laughs> it don't supposed to. Like, I have 82 games. This is, this is guaranteed. 80, these 82 games is guaranteed. So I get to, you know, I get to feel, like imagine being a boxer and the first 12 rounds don't count. You know, it really don't, you know, it really don't count. And then after the 12th round, then it's like, all right, do or die. That becomes a whole different, you know, it becomes a whole different thing. Like, so um, the fact that, you know, like in boxing, every round fucking counts, that's how playoffs is. Yeah. Right? Like, so you have a, di- it's a different yeah. energy, different, it's a different swag, different um, every, mentality. Just everything. Right? Everything is just, it's just different. the arena feel different. Like, I remember coming back for game three and game four mm-hmm. in my rookie year in Milwaukee. It was just crazy. Like, the energy is just like, it's just like, damn, where all y'all was at the whole season? Yeah. Like, it don't even feel, but then when that playoffs come and you got a chance, it's like, yo, it go up a whole nother notch. Your teammate, like, you, you can lose friendships in the playoffs. Yeah. That's why Dylan Brooks is looking, that's why if yeah. I'm on the team, you the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is playoffs, man. This ain't fucking regular season no more. All that dumb shit you're yeah. trying to do and you not standing tall, fuck out of here. Yeah. You can lose friendships in the playoffs because if you, this is more about a team thing. Now, that's why I said, like, as a star player, like, when, when we was in that playoffs and, and Scottie Pippen said that, I had to look at film because of it. Like, man, I was whooping their ass during the regular season. What the fuck is going on? And then you're looking like, okay, they really doing this. And Scottie Pippen, a Hall of Famer, great player, talking about that I'm going to have to sacrifice. Let me look. Oh, he's right. I got to sacrifice. Right? And then that became the mission of sacrificing shots and opportunities to get other players involved because they were keying in on me. That's what the playoffs is for. So if you're a player and you, you're giving up on your teammates in the playoffs and you're not performing and you acting the ass in the locker room, whatever is going on, the playoffs is like if you think you have a friendship, playoffs are going to test that friendship. It, it really is because, you know, that's where that's, this is when it counts. For sure. That's real shit. And you need to be able to rely on these dudes. Mm-hmm. And if you can't trust them, obviously that's the like if, like, like if you're a strip club guy, right? You're a strip club guy, and that's I'm your not. thing. And that's your thing during the season. <laughs> and we in the playoffs, and you going to the strip club, and you coming here playing like shit and tired? Oh, no. Nah, oh, yeah, you're getting called out. <laughs> you getting called. Even though we didn't say nothing during the regular season, we was with you during the regular season, and we over here in the room at 8 o'clock and watching movies and shit like that and you doing your thing which you're supposed to do right that's your thing but if it ain't translating and it look like it's affecting you in the playoffs oh no we're gonna have a problem but I mean we've we talked about this earlier too but doesn't that take a leader to be able to do it I feel like a lot of teams may have these issues but but they don't have the leadership to let you know that's gonna really call somebody out they'll let it slide and not in the playoffs they don't slide (laughs) you might we listen in the playoffs it might not get out in the public but nah, there's gonna be some talks. Okay. There's gonna be some talks. But like, you have your own, you have your, you do your own thing, right? You as players, you, you have your own ritual. That's why I said, I have my ritual, and this is how my ritual is going in the playoffs during the season, right? You're a strip club guy, that's your ritual. Okay, 
cool. But when it starts, if it, that shit ain't working, <laughs> if that shit ain't working in the game, motherfucker, nah, you're going to have to do something else. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you're listening. I don't know if you and your wife fighting or something. She going to get called out. Hey, listen, all that slapping and shit before the game and shit, <laughs> nah, you're going to have to get the fuck out. But I had to kick, listen, I had to kick some wives out. <laughs> That's Nick Young. I kicked it. I had a whole thing with his girlfriend. He came, he came one year with some scratches and shit. Uh, hey, hold on. We don't know all this shit. You look. All this girl shit you're doing, you having fight, like he's the NBA player. But you a girlfriend, you get paid because of he gets paid. You get crumbs to his loaf. That goes to any woman out there. Like you dealing with a superstar. Remember this. You get the trickle-down effect, right? Good or bad. Right? If if he makes the bread, you get loaves of this bread. Every loaf he can't get, you can't get. Right, so you fuck the bag up, you fuck the bag up for yourself. So you, he got a game there, you got scratches on the face. That means the media's gonna ask, hey, where'd you get these scratches from? Now he gotta come with a stupid ass. Game. All right, listen, hey man, send her home. I'll put you on the flight. Get the fuck out of there. And I had to do that. The fuck out of here. That's real shit. The fuck out of here. It's real OG. It's a real listen, my And I know there's some married women to today is pissed off. My 25th birthday party's coming up, right? Biggest, best party DC has ever seen. Um, <laughs> and my teammates, <laughs> my teammates are, I had, so I did it invite only. And I got wind that my teammates were like, man, we ain't going to be able to like really have fun like we're supposed to. I said, like, what's the problem? You know, man, wifey already complaining and shit. Oh, well, fuck it. Wives are not invited. Oh, no, they're not invited. Fuck them, right? Fuck them. I don't give a fuck about them. I don't play. I don't play with them. I ain't got to hear they motherfucking. Not one wife got an invite to my 25th birthday party so their fellas can actually enjoy themselves. You know, there's a different level of enjoyment when you there with your teammate versus with your wife. It wasn't about like cheating and talking. Like, we want to have fun. And if y'all there, ain't no fun. Y'all going to be telling this and not. Just, no invite. They was pissed off at me. There's just certain conversations you can't like. Nope. You just can't have you your man talk. Yeah. And women no. do the same thing. When they're with their girls, they have they have yeah. conversations. I don't that, care. I'd be like, go. They was all go with listen, them. they go was with the girl. All, like I was the most hated <laughs> player on the team because of that. Not one got an invite, and if they came to the door, send their ass back. That's wild, girl. I don't give a fuck about none of that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to start doing that. I don't give a fuck about age of zero. I don't care about none of that. <laughs> But, but that's what I said. Like, I was that type of dude. Like, even though I was immature as fuck, when it came to, like, I'm seeing a player getting infect, uh, affected, nah, you, lady, you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I, I fuck your household up. <laughs> I fuck your household up. Hey, man, what are the divorce papers? I bring the lawyer. Hey, you, you know, hey listen, she ain't the one for you, man. <laughs> like, I, I'm, the one, I'm the one. Like, I know, like, you know, as players, we try to stay loyal. We, we trying to be down. And, you know, like, if, if I can see it on your face, like, sensing that, Oh, you ain't. Oh, you don't get to be a man at home. Oh no, you get the fuck out of here. Now, listen, I got twenty five girls that, that can audition for you, man. This ain't the one right here. Yeah, I'm you don't need to, to be tiptoeing around your crib. Yeah, you tiptoeing around your own fucking crib and you making the money. Yeah. No, that's not how this. Well, listen, 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 ladies. I'm sorry. You might hate me on this, but all my men, listen. This is how this works in my world and how I look at life. We all know. We've seen the movie Superman. Right? Yeah. We know what Superman does, but we don't pay attention to Superman and how it's supposed to. We got Superman, 
which is the person who makes the most money, right? He's supposed to save the world. Mm -hmm. You can't be Lois Lane. You can't just be some regular ass chick out here just putting yourself in a situation to be saved. If he's saving you half the fucking movie, then he ain't saving the fucking world. He ain't saving the fucking world. He ain't doing his job, what he's built to do, because he's worrying about the shit you got going on over here. Be superwoman with him. Like, you're supposed to be, like, making sure the suit clean and shit like this for him to go out to do his job. But you, if you sit here putting yourselves in the same situation as everybody else, at some point he got to cut you off. You ain't doing no, no, nothing different than his, what his mother Father, sister, brother, best friend. You ain't doing nothing different than what he already has and he's died. You're supposed to make his life easier. Be his woman. Be, Suit, be his woman. Be Precious suits. Like if you don't got no money, that's fine. Precious shoes. Make sure his suits, make sure that there's gas in a car. Make sure, make sure that his life is easier. That You're supposed to be a compliment to Superman. Not just another motherfucker that's and when I, see, when I used to see that on the team, I'm trying to get rid of them. So they, they need to do all that, but definitely don't show up to the 25th birthday party. The most important thing. My teammate, hey, listen, my, I started seeing Do the all that shit. I started seeing listen, do all the part. When, when, I went to the lock, <laughs> when I went to the locker room and I said, hey, man, hey, 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 fellas, um, no invites going out to your wives. <laughs> like the happiness on their face, like, swear to God. <laughs> Serious? Oh, shit, we good, dude. Shit about the party. Not, hey, tell them, tell them. If they name ain't on this ticket, they can't get in. If they have a problem, just tell them, talk to me. That's real. Not true. one came up. Yeah. So back to basketball. Mm -hmm. but that, was, that, that was basketball. Good. That was good. It is all part good. of the game. That was. that was good. But, you know, quality segues with their tummy in my ear. I don't think it was that good. Chad, let me know how you feel about it. But... <laughs> In hoops, we talk about being able to turn on the switch to take your game to another level. So I have hoopers here. What does turning on the switch actually feel like? Turning on the switch. Coming down, hitting three in a row. Is that turning it on? That's like that's getting to it. Getting to, yeah. I mean, you like like I always say, like man, if I ain't never seen you come down, hit three in a row, don't talk to me. Mm. Like if you ain't never came down, hit three in a row, and like got the crowd, and they knew like. You're not, you're not a hooper like, like that. You, like, you're not like that. That 55, that 55 story is turning it on. That's hitting a switch. You said you played horrible the first quarter. Yeah, uh, first half. Yeah. First half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, first half only had 10 points. Yeah, but that first quarter you was 0 for 7. Yes, 0 for, yes. Yeah, see, so, so 0 for 7, bam. 0 for 7 and then only had 10 points. <laughs> Some wild shit. That's turning. That's a turn on. Yeah. That, Forty-five in the second half. Yeah. No, that's why I, mean, I, I went and watched that game back, and just to see it, and just the zone you were in. But that's it, it, the zone that like turning it on when like when it really counts. It's it's that's that's um that's a different look. Like you know when you see players that come down and be like, all right, they made the last twelve points, right? Um, you know, Jimmy Butler, 22 out of the, you know, the team's 28, right? That you, you really have to consider what that person uh, is mentally thinking, right? Okay. You know, um, like even if he doesn't score anymore, I personally know he's capable of this, right? So as a coach or a trainer or just a viewer, he possesses something that's just different. 
right? And, you know, you have to train him to keep that motor going because, you know, like you said, if you don't hit three in a row, that, that's, that you, you, that's not you're missing something. Yeah. Like, I can't put the, like, you, ha you don't possess that I, you can put the team on your back. Right? There's something that a player possessed, and I don't think that it's an NFL player. I don't think they understood what he possessed. Um, uh, Tim Tebow? Mm -hmm. Tim Tebow and um, Vince Young. Mm -hmm. The world was like, oh, they're horrible quarterbacks. Right? In the NBA, they possessed five minutes of greatness where we would consider putting the ball in their hand in the last five minutes. Right? They possessed where when it's chaotic, when a game is chaotic, they can think better. They can slow the game down and make the right moves. So if you looked at their skill level in the last two-minute drill or, hey, listen, we need this touchdown, right? Mm -hmm. There's no plays. Think and go. That's when they were at their greatness, right? Both players, both players, whenever you put them in pressure moment situations, they knew how to perform. It was the first three periods and three quarters that was fucking with them, yeah. right? The entire but body of work. The, the whole body. But yeah. now those are the type of players that they're on my team. And then when the last two minutes or we need to get down the field, sub in. I don't give a fuck who I Aaron Rodgers. I don't give a fuck who I team. The only person that will, I wouldn't sub him is, is somebody like Brady. So that's the difference between them and a player like Brady. Brady can pull it in all together. And then the last two minutes is where the king shows up. Mm -hmm. Well, with him, with them two, they have the Kobe gene and the Jordan gene at the end of the game. And that's what separated them. And in football, they didn't understand that. But yeah, but you can't, you can't make those, you know, you need them for those other four. No, yes, Basketball but, is different. That's why I got my 10th my, my level guy on the bench where I know can come in. Yeah. And give me a spark, and I don't need your ass to play more than four or five minutes. And you can go right back and but, chill. But that's what I'm saying. I, that, those are the type of guys. Yeah, I don't care who I, besides like Aaron Rodgers and like those top two elites of Patrick Mahomes, I would have subbed them out for, I would have subbed them in for any quarterback. That's real. I'm, yeah, would you say the 55 or the, would you have 55 or 60? I, mean, I, know, I know the 60 point game, would, would you say that was the one you was in the zone the most? I wasn't even, the, so the Laker game, I wasn't in. I wasn't in a zone. Okay. I was just hitting shots, okay. and um, the zone game, my zone out game, yeah, like where I was on, was I'll say Utah, when I hit fifty one and turned around. Okay. That was a zone. if you watch the last five minutes of that game, the shots I had to make to keep up with the shots that Okor was making. Mm. So Okor was balling, like he was hitting threes out of this world, and I was coming down also hitting threes. Yeah. Like, you know, um, getting fouled at the three-point line and making the three free throws. Like, it was like a tit-for-tat. If any one of us would have missed, that game was over. Okay. That's how, you know, that, that was the zone. That was I was zoned in that game. All right, so let's talk about Bucks a little bit. Giannis came back, dropped a triple-double. Still not looking like himself, though. Had a solid game, though. But Brandon, I'll ask you first. You are a resident Bucks fan. Love the city of Milwaukee. They love you back. You was in the parade, turning up. <laughs> yeah. Can the Bucks over? 
Nah, you was, in the, yeah, I think, I don't know, you didn't go to Canada. <laughs> you, was, you was turning up in the parade. Yeah, no, I know, I'm just saying, he was like, you see his mood. Yeah, he was all happy again, you just threw him again to make him rem- to remind I, him. I want the good time, because my pop yeah. was there, Charlotte's flexing. Right. Yeah. LA, LA. Yeah. LA, LA showed up. You know, yeah. no, we still. Did you go shirt off? That's, yeah, I, I did shirt off. You, yep. you might have went shirt off, and then my dad was like, fuck, I'm going to go shirt off, too. <laughs> yeah. but, and I was like, damn, dad, you got a better body than me. You yeah. fucking 65. I saw your dad, your dad was like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> this shit, remember, white man can't jump. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, can the Bucks overcome this 3-1 deficit, or are they going out like Bambi's mama? No, they can. It's still a chance. I mean, all they have to do is take, like I said, one game at a um, one game at a time. Though, you know, game five is coming up. Take care of that. Um, you know, they are the champions. You know, they have been the champions before, so they know what it what it takes to come back from behind. Um, so that's there. It's just just their willingness. You know, it's all about the will that they have. You know, you can be a good coach, man. You know that speech he just gave. You know what I mean? That's the speech you give at the, you know, the uh, in practice today, tomorrow. You know, you know, was we're gonna take one game at a time. <laughs> yep, one game. One yep. game. It's not about three games. It's about one, each yep. game at a time. Yep, that was right? Pascal. So that was good. Man. You know, that sh- that shit don't work, man. All right, <laughs> but it good. Yeah, it can work for these Milwaukee Bucks. Listen, the concept it does make sense, right? But this is the NBA and trying to go three games in a row in the playoffs against a team who's trying to whoop your ass also. That shit don't work. Okay. Two games at home. This though. is this is potentially against the same team. Like this, like one game at a time against different teams makes sense. Right? That concept is great. Right? You know, we gotta win the next eight out of ten, but we're gonna take each game at, that makes sense. Well, you're playing the same fucking team. And then you're playing a mind a, a team that has mentally strong psychopaths over there. Yeah. But they you know, beat Phoenix, the, huh? They beat Phoenix, right? And Phoenix was up three one last in the in the finals that year. I think it was uh two two oh. Yeah, two. Two oh? Okay. It was just it was just up two oh. And then uh what's the name came came down. Okay. Right. No, no, yeah, yeah. But that was a nice try though. It was one, nice try. one four straight, though, is what I'm saying. No, they won four straight. You know, yeah. they needed they got they had ref help, two of them. I'm just saying, but they did. You know, I'm just saying, but they did. But I think, Britta, your point. Bucks got it. No, they can come home and win game five. Yes. You know, they can do that. Yes. You know, they yes. can come home yes. and win, yes. at least win game five. Yes. Game yes. six is the crapshoot. But if you can fuck around and do that. Miami Heat ain't beating us in six. We're not doing that Heat and six shit. You no, think it's going seven? Yes. No, they're trying to give you five. They're, they're trying to beat you in five. But, but that's the whole point. Bucks seven. If, you, if you're the Bucks, mental toughness, that you've got to the finals before you've won four If Bucks can get to seven games, then it's Bucks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But you got to get past five first. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I got yeah. Bucks will win game five. But you did you did coin the term Bucks and six. Can we get a Bucks and seven? Now we got to we got to go up one. Do you believe? Do, do y'all know who y'all playing against? They playing against Pat Riley, who still think he in the mafia, right? So you already know he got them boys right now. They probably already and they Miami Heat was probably in Milwaukee before Milwaukee got there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how fucking crazy. That's how fucking crazy Pat Riley is, man. Bucks and seven. He want to beat them back there. That's his. Watch this comeback. We got. We gonna be watching. The great thing about the show, we can take that clip if it works. Y'all, we'll reuse it. If not, we'll forget about it. Y'all need PJ Tucker, man. Because mm. even if, even even if mm. you know Jimmy was going off, PJ Tucker still gonna still do them little extra things that, like you know, <laughs> you know how irritated PJ Tucker must be. When Kevin Durant was like, come on, man, are we still playing basketball? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, they're yeah, having yeah, a conversation, yeah, man. Yeah, hey, man, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these ain't basketball moves yeah. man, that you're out here doing. 
that's that's the type of yeah. you know like things you need to throw at somebody like Jimmy Butler right now. You can't be just a regular ass basketball player just regularly playing defense. You need that uh the like, yeah, that that yeah. Yeah, you need that little that extra dumb shit that a, a player will bring in mm-hmm. that just kind of could throw him off. You need that Ron Artest. Yep. You know, he might tackle you a couple times that you would have. <laughs> you just never know. That's the Jimmy Butler need a little bit of that and Bucks ain't got that right now. Oh, they do. They got to put Allen on them. That's what I'm Put Allen Grayson on them. Just yeah, put just put Grayson Allen on them the whole time and then just just let the two go back and forth and see what happens. Yeah, I don't know why they haven't done that. Like yeah, that's that's he's that known for. He's known for. I know that he might like, he might look he might run down clip him clip him one time. You want to Yeah, you just need something to fuck him up. Just just throw him off. Just that might be it. Grayson Allen, throw Grayson Allen out. We're gonna see, but let's move this thing now back out west. I think probably the biggest playoff series, Warriors Kings. This is terms from a viewership standpoint, most exciting. Uh, you know, Kings jumped out to a two zero lead, lighting the beam on the Warriors' ass. We thought it might be the downfall of the dynasty. Some of us were excited for it. As y'all know, Warriors fans are very mean to me, so I was happy to see it. <laughs> but uh, Splash Brothers had other plans. Uh, heading into game three without Draymond, they got a big win. Then last night in game four. Oh, excuse me, That's Sunday tough. in game four. How did he, That's tough. Oh, I was going to say, how did he get to the damn three-point line? <laughs> but, you know, Steph, Gear and Fox going at each other. I think Darren had the 38 piece. Looking marvelous. Looking like he was really, really ready to take that throne. Bring it to Sacktown. So you see, you see, like you see, Steph ain't guarding him. Is he guarding Steph? Yeah, he's guarding. Um, no, he ain't got Mitchell. Is that Mitchell out there? No, he's not. Yeah. And what we didn't see tonight, when you know, in the game, Kings actually had a chance to win the game. De'Aaron Fox, I think, passed to Harrison Barnes. I think a lot of people weren't a fan of Harrison Barnes taking that shot, just given his history. With the Warriors, 2016, I think, was fresh on a lot of people's mind during that. Had Malik Monk. I know Andrew Wiggins was shading a little bit, but Malik Monk's hit crazy buckets. But they also had a timeout. I think Mike Brown just let him go. But that felt like that was the difference maker in the series. Kings hit that shot. Obviously, they go up 3-1. Now series tied 2-2. And we also got to say that game uh, was the most viewed first-round playoff game in, in the last 21 years. So NBA's been struggling for viewership. We were all locked in. But now we fast forward. Kings get some devastating news. De'Aaron Fox, I think, has a, a fractured index finger in his shooting hand. Has him doubtful for game five. Mm-hmm. But while we're talking about fractured fingers and shooting hands, it should be noted this gentleman right here on the screen, Kobe Bryant had one for the 29-2010 season, ended up leading the Lakers to a championship. Now, not saying that De'Aaron Fox is Kobe. Obviously, I don't want anybody coming at me like, you know, talking wild <laughs> or reckless. But just to say that we have seen it before in the NBA, somebody be able to do that. But, Gil, I'll start with you. How effective can De'Aaron Fox be with a broken finger in his shooting hand? I mean, just, you know, anything to a shooting hand, you know, is going to, you know, throw, throw off your game a little bit. You know, dribbling, um, even going to the, the, the layup. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. A little neck, little knick-knack injury always affects, you know, a person's game and their mental. Um, but, you know, just his speed alone will help. Right? It's not like, you know, listen, if he can't shoot the ball, but he can get past players, you know, to pass the ball, that's going to that's gonna help too. Just out there being a threat. But it's all dependent on, you know, can he, you know, get to that. Um, you know, Kobe's mentally just different. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's, and that's yeah, the point. You know what I mean? He's, yeah, Kobe. You know, like, he, you know, he, 
I, you know, I, you know, I told a story where I watched him take 500 left-hand jump shots and didn't see him shoot any left-hand shots in that game. And two years later, he's pulling out when he hurt his shoulder in his finger. So, you know, Kobe prepared <laughs> for shit like that. <laughs> just in case I needed. <laughs> just in case I needed one day, you know, and I don't have to leave the game. I can just, you know, use this now. Um, so, you know. You will hope that he plays just to, you know, just to be a threat out there. But, you know, you know this is a this does help Warriors. This is not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, it helps the Warriors a lot. Also, I felt like uh, Sacramento not taking care of business in game four. I think that was the like like that was going to be the one to get them over the hump. Mm-hmm. But you give a team like like the Warriors that's been, you know, that was champions last year. You give them that momentum going mm-hmm. into and and they need a road win. Yep. So this might be the road win they get. Um, then with Darrington Fox with a shooting hand being being messed up, I mean, you know, first play, I'm coming down, I'm tapping that hand. Yeah. If I'm Draymond, I'm stepping on it. Yep. Yeah, Dray- yeah, that, like, this like, is like, when like, you like, gotta like, worry like, about Draymond Green. Yeah, like this is when I'm coming in, Draymond. I'm that's my vocal, that's my my point right there. I'm trying to make. Because yeah. the stunt was nothing. The stunt was nothing now. Yeah, like I mean, I you know, anytime Draymond, anytime he goes to the the hand or nothing, Draymond's yeah. gonna hit the fuck out that. For sure. Like, suspend me for the game. The next game, shit, we at home anyway. I don't give a shit. Yeah. That, but that's the sacrifice. Yeah. That's the sacrifice that Draymond would do just to, <laughs> just yeah. to get that win. Yeah. yeah, just to get the win. Just to get the win? And we talked about Dylan Brooks earlier, but that's where a Draymond, he's going to do whatever it takes. Even if you beat his ass, he's still going to talk shit. And yeah. I think, you know, he's going to be consistent with it. And like, he's going to jump in the pot. Like, now, now, when you see the two different people and we made fun of Draymond for egging the, the, egging the crowd on, that's technically what, what Dylan. Dylan Brooks should have did yeah. mm-hmm. when he got kicked out, yeah. right? And or just just period, just like you know, I, I'm not, I can you know, this don't affect me. We are gonna win the next game. We are gonna do this. Now you are gonna have Draymond coming back. You know, he gonna be taunting that crowd again. Like, yep. he, so look, it's the best of three series now. We know we got at least two more games. Like you mentioned, the Warriors have been a hot pack of boo boo on the road this season. They were 11:30 in the regular season, 0-2 in the playoffs. What should be the Warriors' mindset going into this game five in Sacramento? Getting out on them early. Like, you, you, you're talking about coming in and just really just, um, like, putting a stomp on them quick. Like, if you, can, if you can go in the building and try to outscore them, I mean, you know, that war, it's, they don't have that group anymore where, you know, they tried to shoot you out, um, out the game that first quarter. When they went on the road back in what that 2000, was it that 16, 17 team? Sean Livingston there with all them. Yeah, that group. Yeah, that group. when they when they come in and they try to shoot you out of the out of the out of the building. Yeah. Um, they don't have it, but if they can at least pull it in for like one quarter, one half, I think that uh calm that crowd down and it puts that team on their. I think the issue is they they still have that to a degree because they can they can go on those 9-0 runs. Easy, but now what we've seen from this Kings team is they've, they've taken those punches in the mouth and been able to respond back. So on the defensive side, it's like Steph's going to cook, Clay's going to cook, but now De'Aaron Fox, you know, been, been keeping the team in the game, willing to Malik Monk hitting big buckets. So guys, it's, you know, so it's, it's like that Warriors of old, but where they used to lock in defensively and now just be able to extend those leads or, you know, if they were down a bunch, quickly close that gap. It just seems like a, yeah, a new squad. Like they can still turn it on, but... On the defensive side, they can't really hold a lead like that. But let's talk about Steph. You know, Steph has been Steph this series. He's averaging 32, five rebounds, four assists, mm. 28 or more in all four games. Really appreciating them. These underdog fantasy pickums. 
but they've been having them at like 30.5, 31. So yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's, when you see it, it's like, fuck. Like, I know he can do it, <laughs> yeah. but it's going to be one of those games where he defers, he's not going to get it going. But he's shooting 40% from three. But we talk about Steph, and we've said this before. We know Steph is Steph. You know, when we go into any series, we know Steph is going to do what Steph does. But does Steph have enough around him to get out of this first-round series and get out of the West? Really? Got to yeah. just start. Yes, he does. He does. Yeah. yeah. You got to crawl before you ball. <laughs> no, nah, yes, he has. He has a, a group of guys that's been there before. They've done it. They can hit shots themselves. You know, we're, we're looking at, you know, Steph and – you know, these, you know, this next game, Clay can go out there and have fucking 50, mm-hmm. you know, in three quarters, you know, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. the type of talent that, you know, that Golden State has, even though, like, you know, Steph is the most consistent dominant player, and that's what makes him the, you know, a great, you know, but he does have Clay on the team who had 60 with 11, was it 11 dribbles? 11 dribbles yeah. Yeah, 60. with KD. And Clay on the court, you know. So you know you have a guy who does possess that type of will. You we've seen what um, Poole can do. Um, you know he's he's he he can get hot, twelve points in a minute. You know he's yeah. you know so they, he has enough. So not to look ahead, we don't want to get too excited. But Lakers win against the Grizzlies. Warriors beat the Kings. We got the Lakers Warriors playoff series. I don't know. I feel like that has the potential to set records for viewership. Viewers, but that shit is over. Golden State. Come on. See him? I am a Laker. Golden State. Come on. Hey, what? ain't no fucking Laker fan, man. man. I'm being real, though. Let's be real, man. Let's be real, bro. They not get packed. Man, the Suns, it's going to be the Suns and Warriors in the Western man, Conference. Listen, you, you heard, have you been hearing the Clipper fans? They still think they can win. <laughs> the Clippers... Over there thinking they can still win, and you over here t- talking about it's over. We're not even Clipper fans. I'm nobody. You, no. I'm just saying you Brandon, talk. They're saying that you need to pick a team. I know, man. They say you this need to crazy. lock in. Is this is Bucks? crazy. Listen, you listen, your team? listen, I'm in business with a lot of NBA players, all right? So this is crazy. I'm, I'm going with who I'm in business with. That's who I fuck <laughs> this with. crazy as hell. We the got niggas that were tough crowd I'm in business with, that's who I'm rolling with. And I've seen Steph Rocky tough crowd. Of course. Did well, I see Bronny? Bronny or Brown's rocket tough crowd too? Bronny, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, just yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a Laker fan. I, I, let's do what like we it. always do. Like, yeah, you know, Steph gonna go for four to five every game, but Lakers gonna win. That's still supporting both sides. Yeah, but Steph, you know, Steph. Man, we have the more Steph wins, you know. Who's getting bit, a better tough crowd gift box though? Is, is Steph getting a better one than Bronny? Because I feel like you need to look towards the future, Brandon. All right, future and longevity of your brand. You need, you need to tap in with Bronny and make sure uh, he has all the new shit first. They both. I, I, I like them both. You sending them the same? Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, same. Some thing. extra socks for Bronny though. He had a hit. This man got a hidden agenda. That's what you mean. Bronny can't get the socks in the beginning. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, socks. We, oh. we got it. This man is a double agent over here. Hey, that's <laughs> it. You know all the money. You know all the money. Protect your bag. <laughs> but we do have that. I'm a Lakers fan. Uh, clipped off. We will definitely be running that. All right. <laughs> on the I got eight and twenty-four on my driveway. Okay, eight and twenty-four. All right, all right. Okay, he's a Lakers fan. Okay. All right, well, let, let's keep this thing moving. Now it's time for our last segment of the day. Okay. Mostly fans. Mostly. Because most of y'all fans, some of y'all are haters, but the chat's really <laughs> been bumping. There's a lot of haters, though. <laughs> then we're close to 6,000. Chat, call your friends, call your cousins, call the ops. We need all the viewers we can get. We need to get Gil to 10K. You already know. Well, it's too late today because we only got OnlyFans. <laughs> I know, but I'm just telling you, if by some grace of God, we can get this thing over 10K today. 
Hey, can we like like we say it's weed, but it's like CBD? We'll give you some spice. Right. You get the, right. yeah. <laughs> so we got some questions. All right. First question. They meet him at Mike, right? No. Nah, oh. <laughs> the thing I love about this show, when we, when we go live initially, we never know if we on or not, but you be on the chat. <laughs> oh, they can't hear us. They can hear us. They can't hear us. But we keep it real. It is what it is. If y'all hear something you shouldn't, that's the game. All right. So, Gil, I'll start with you first. If you had the choice of where you wanted to be drafted, which team did you want to play for coming into the league? Coming into the league? Back then, probably the Lakers. I mean, you know, you had Shaq, Kobe at the time. I mean, you know, you're an L.A. kid. You get to be home with your friends and, you know, you know you're sitting there with your favorite players. You know, so, yeah. Brent, how about you? Who was the team that you wanted to get drafted to coming out? Team I wanted to get drafted to when I first came out had, was the New York Knicks. And I'm going to tell you a story of why I didn't get uh, drafted to the New York Knicks. So my, uh, my coach in Rome, Italy, uh, he used to play with D'Antoni, right? So he was telling, so I'm, and I'm getting ready for this workout. Like, I'm killing this workout. That's my best workout out of the whole draft, my best workout. I'm killing the Knicks. I'm like, all right, the Knicks got the seventh spot. They need a point guard. Boom, boom. I fit the style. I fit D'Antoni's style. I'm killing the workout, killing it. Have a great meeting with the Knicks. And D'Antoni make a, a call to my coach in Italy. He's like, yo, I just did a workout with, B, you know, Brandon, you know, tell me how he was. Oh, he's a head case. Don't, don't, don't draft him, this and that. Like, he's not that good of a player. It was a hard time dealing with him. Mind you, I didn't even play for this coach until, like, the second half of the season because our first coach had got fired. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that, the first coach is who I was close with, cool with. And so, well, by the time he became the coach, he was a lefty Italian point guard, too, played with D'Antoni back in the day. So, I guess he was a little bit jealous because I was in and out. Mm -hmm. So then when the time came, he told D'Antoni and then D'Antoni like, are you sure, man? He said, I'm telling you, I'm positive. Don't draft him. And then they went with Jordan Hill. When did you hear this story? This was, uh, this was like, this was actually a friend of mine had told me like when I got to Milwaukee, like, like, like during the season, like in the middle of the season. Oh. So they had, he had told, and then I guess after the 55, then Tony got like was hot, dude. Like you know, after that season, I had. But yeah, I wanted to go to the Knicks, but they just—it was just on some like, just I think it was just jealousy, and like you know, I really wasn't rocking with the second coach like that. Mm -hmm. But I was out anyway. I'm gone. I'm like, I ain't playing anyway. I'm just working out every day. But that's why I didn't get drafted to the Knicks. Oh, so you were just working out? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Overseas because they had uh, they had put me on a like what is it the injury list or whatever at mm -hmm. the time after the other. Coach got fired, and then I was just working out every day with this trainer, getting me ready for the draft, boom, boom, boom. And I guess he really didn't like all that. And then when it came time for the draft, like for the draft workouts, that's why I was killing, because I was already ready, and I was getting ready for the Knicks. I said, seventh spot Knicks, I'm killing it. Yeah. Got there, he was like, nah. Coaches are haters, man. I think, coaches, y'all got to stop all this hating. Stop trying to, <laughs> nah. But seriously, stop fucking up people's bags, because you have personal gripes or vendettas, whatever. Nah, but, that, but that shows you another thing, too, that, um, these coaches, you don't know who they know. Yeah. You don't, you know what I mean? You don't know who they know. So, you know, you might have a bad relationship with this coach and four years from now, he might be best friends with this guy and then yeah. that can fuck up your bag. So, yeah. you know, you, you really got to understand that and make sure, you know, you, those, you don't burn bridges. Yeah. No matter how weak you think a person is at this moment in time, you don't know who they're going to become. Yeah. You, don't know, you don't know any of that. Like, think about the Michigan State players, right? That, that same player back in 2001, 2000, 99, 2001, 
he's the owner of the, uh, the sons, sons mm-hmm. right? So whoever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. A lot, I mean, a lot of it be jealousy too, though. I mean, because after ten, I wasn't even speaking Italian, so I didn't know what the hell he was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, so it's like you know, like I'm just doing what I gotta do. Ain't like yeah, yeah. you know, like how that's much beat, like like it's only like one month left into the season or two months into the season. So it was like I'm getting ready for the draft. Like mm-hmm. you know why I'm here. You don't yeah. like me or want to play with me, so I'm just doing what I have to do. Yeah, my pops finished his career out of Italy. That was something that always resonated with me, even as a kid. Like they were major haters. Like. Mm-hmm. Team won the game. The Italians played great. Team lost. The Americans were shit. Yep. That was yep. the mentality was out that. there. Yeah, was that was always that. like was never always. really wanted to give love. Nah. And it's just like, damn, why y'all so hate? Like, because they bring they're bringing you over there to you know to win. So they expect you to be an American player and expect you to help them win. Yeah. And when they te- when the team loses, it's on you because mm-hmm. we flew you guys out here. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's flip it. Going back to the draft, what was the team that you were praying, hoping, begging? Not to draft you. I didn't. I didn't. To be honest, you know, that didn't. I wasn't on that superstar level to really even have that. You know, I don't want this city to draft me. I don't. You know, I wasn't yeah. one of those type of players. You know, um, I was always West Coast, so it didn't really. But was there a city like oh, I don't want to go? I, don't, I ain't trying to play here. No, because I didn't really know different cities like that. Okay. So I didn't, motherfucker, I didn't even know where Golden State was. <laughs> Fuck that. Hold on. Hold on. Burbank is down the street, and I thought that was like Oakland. Damn, that's crazy. For real. <laughs> yeah, like when motherfucker, like, I live in Oakland. I'm like, damn. That, why you live so far? Why are you over here? Not realizing that's like right here. <laughs> no. Great airport. You know, like Valley kids, we so, we so yeah. stuck on the valley that yeah. we don't think everything out... Around the valley is just too far from Burbank is not, but Burbank is always in the cut. Great airport, though, mind you, if you live in LA. But as I said, we didn't know Burbank was just right there. That was part of like North Hollywood. Yeah. And I lived in North Hollywood, and Burbank seemed like it was like (laughs) fucking Vegas. (laughs) Brent, how about you? Was there a team you were like, please don't fucking draft me? So I remember draft day, right? Well, I remember like a week before the draft day. I remember, or two weeks, I I I had worked out with Sacramento. And I, and I had did an interview and I was talking shit about Rubio because mm-hmm. Rubio didn't come over and was working out. And they were like, top, well, Rubio's going to be top five. He don't even have to come work out. And I just felt like, you know, being young. And I'm like, well, why he ain't got to work out? Like, why we all got to go against each other? And he ain't got to work out. So I'm, I kind of said some stuff like, well, I think he overrated because he don't want this smoke and mm-hmm. just saying stuff young. Um, so I thought, I think the biggest thing was I wasn't like, I wasn't tripping on what, where I went. I was tripping on if I was going to uh, slide out the, uh, the lottery, lottery, the lottery. Cause so I was just like, uh, so that's why I didn't go to the draft. Cause mm. I thought I was going to slip out the lottery. And then I ended up coming, end up going 10th to, um, Milwaukee, but probably one team probably would be probably the Raptors cause of taxes. Mm-hmm. Like like back then, you know, they had all those different types, and nobody wanted to go to Toronto. So yeah. I think it was probably like like Toronto. Save your bread, Toronto, good city now. Alleg- yeah, yeah, now. Allegedly, Vince Carter brought bottle service there, so shout out to Vince. We're changing. Mm. Mm. Who did <laughs> say, Bob? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the rumor. I saw the doc. Oh, that's a bar bringing bottle service to. It, <laughs> I yeah, saw the Vince Carter the doc. They said they didn't have. I don't. I don't know how they didn't. They were drinking beers back then. Oh no, they didn't have the bottles there. Yeah, they didn't they know. Go to the. All right, so. Brandon, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, why didn't Giannis, this is a question from King Cook, why didn't Giannis step up and guard Jimmy the rest of the fourth quarter with like five to seven different question marks at the end of it to let you know he really wants to know? <laughs> why didn't he? Um, I'm already doing a lot, probably fatigue. 
Um, I don't know, probably frustration. I mean, I don't know. It's all type of things coming back to your head. And I mean, wasn't wasn't the Bucks up like fifteen? Yeah, or, or something at one, at one point. point. So probably thought the game was over. Um, I mean, but when a guy's hot like that, it's kind of just. I mean, it really doesn't matter. Like, like once a guy blacks out like that, it really doesn't matter who's guarding him that night. Yeah. Um, who who said that? Hmm? King Cook. King Cook. That was a dumbass question. And the reason is this: like, just because Giannis is the best defensive player on the team, is not a defensive player for that position, right? He's got to guard a guard, which means that he's he's out of his element. So. I don't care if Shaquille O'Neal is guarding me. What the fuck is he going to do? Like, what is Giannis going to do? We're going to take him off the dribble, right? Mm -hmm. That means if Giannis is guarding him on the perimeter, Giannis is not protecting the basket. So when I drive, if Jimmy drives to the basket, Giannis is not there because Giannis just got beat off the dribble. Now what Giannis is going to do is try to meet him at the rim. Jimmy's going to pump fake. Fuck it. Like, it's just off balance. You need Giannis protecting the rim so when Jimmy gets there, there's defensive there. So you don't want... Like, it's just, that one wouldn't make sense. You want your best defender, if he's a guard, yeah. on him. The best defender, the uh, big man protecting the rim. Right? You're not going to put your best big man protecting. Yeah. Pro- and it's not it, a one-on-one matchup. It's a one-on-one matchup. That's not yeah. Giannis's thing. So there's not a point where Giannis is just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to take Jay. That's stupid shit. No, I mean, you can come I, I, do it. Yeah, if get it happens, your ass busted. Like, if it happens on, like, a switch or something, but yeah. this is not, that's not the game plan. Yeah. Like, that's not the ultimate game plan. I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Who's the like? All right, Rudy Goldberg guard Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> just move. Just the fuck out of here. <laughs> just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> come on, stupid. <laughs> like, come on, him, Draymond Green. Like, you, you, no, you're not gonna. Like, it sounds cute. That might shit might work on 2K. That shit don't work in real life. Fucking. Uh, <laughs> imagine, imagine um, Draymond Green saying, "I'm gonna guard Fox." <laughs> like all this is just fucking easy. Yeah. All right, two more questions. So I'm not gonna say this person's name because uh, you don't know how to say it. No, nah, I know how to say it. Oh. We said I play D1 basketball and I'm under a burner account. If a coach is slandering your name to other programs because you transferred, how should I go about that? I think dealing with that is um, do the opposite of what he's saying. With the right? coach. Yes, because, you know, if a guy is slandering in saying you're lazy or this, you'd be the opposite. You, yeah. you, it's like, you know, no matter if it's false or whatever, you have to, you, because you have this baggage coming, you have to be like the perfect player. So if he's, oh, he's lazy, he don't work that hard, you have to overcorrect what someone's saying. Yeah. So, you know, if practice is at 10, you got to be at, they're at seven. This is a, now this is the game within the game. You got to be there at seven, working your ass off, working with the coach and asking a question. You have to be exactly the perfect player compared to what he's saying. Staying after, like, you have to change his mind so he has a different thought. Because if you're anything close to it, that those coaches is right. For sure. It all goes back to coaches. Hey, I'm, I'm mad for you, Brandon. Like, I, I want to pull up to Italy with you. Let's go find, you know, because that's fucking with bags and shit. But you hear about that so much in history. And it's not even just a basketball. But somebody will say some shit about you. Not true, mm-hmm. but I'm going to take it at face value if I'm D'Antoni because this is supposed to be my boy hitting me. Yeah. He might just be salty at you because, fuck, you had the box or you was out here. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was 18. You know, I'm slagged. I'm from L.A. So, yeah. you know, I'm not like, I'm not just sitting in there just like, I'm like, what? Like, like I'm better than all, half these dudes up in, up in this, mm-hmm. on this team anyway. And it's like, 
well, I have to just wait my turn, but it's like, you ain't finna just play me, though. Like, mm. I, you ain't just finna play me. And I know I'm better than you as a player. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, all, all these niggas in here. So, bottom line, coaches awesome. are haters. So, last question is a question for me. He said, I want a burner account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When I, I respect that, I was it. like, I mean. This is from Kenneth Burdine. He said, he wants to know, quote, does Josiah Johnson own pants? Uh, Kenneth, as you notice, I wear shorts every episode. I'm a bigger gentleman. I swear <laughs> profusely. I'll give you a sweatshirt. You can't see what's going on underneath here. But, you know, sweat starts to matriculate, and we're in the San Fernando Valley. It's hot out here. Yeah. So I have pants. I'll wear them to a formal event like a Lakers game or a funeral. But for So Gilgamesh, you're saying at that game you had on pants? I had on pants at the game. Proof. Yeah. I'll bring the pants from the crib. They're, they're sitting right no, there. No, did you wear those at the game? I wore or did pants. you have? I wore pants at the game. No shorts? No shorts. No cutoff. I got like five good pair of jeans. I don't have enough. I'm old. I'm, four, I'm 41. I don't have enough good clothes. I, don't, I only have one suit. It's my wedding suit, my funeral suit. I need to expand. I need to be like you guys. I see Brandon come here every episode. My clothes is free. So, like, I mean, I, look, if I didn't have free Adidas, brother, I'd be just like you. They'd be just laughing at me, too. You brother know. God. I'm not going to the mall. You know how many people's at the mall? That's trying to find a good fit. I don't really think was cute. Listen, going to the mall when I was 18 was cool. Cause it was cool. It was cool. That Cocktails? was. Yes. That was cool. shit to do. Cool. All the girls in there shopping for shit. You got the black card, yeah. pulling it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Buying one. I pull that shit out for anything. <laughs> I'll buy a donut. Black card. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'll pull that motherfucker out for anything. When I got older, going to the mall, my, my knees hurt, my ankles hurt. Not walking man. around. That shit I'm not walking around for no shit. Then you got to the carry all the bags and shit by yourself. Get robbed. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, oh, they got money. Like, oh, he got Online. Yeah. I'm heavy on Cole, so when you said Herb Cole, I don't know if he's related to the Cole's family, but Cole's got some great big and tall selection, and they should sponsor this show. But this has been another episode of Gills Arena. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. We'll be back tomorrow. Don't meet us there, beat us there. And go ahead and subscribe. Woo woo. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.